We're joined by Alexis Goldsmith, uh, who is the organizing director for Beyond Plastics. And they're part of a group of environmentalists who are holding a waste reduction and recycling advocacy day on Wednesday, February 15th, going to start at uh, 930 in room uh, 711A of the uh, LOB. Uh, Alexis, what's what's the day about? Well, thanks for having me, Mark. This advocacy day is a chance for New Yorkers to show up and meet with the legislature, members of the legislature, and tell them why it is so important to pass a strong extended producer responsibility law for packaging that will ultimately reduce the amount of single-use packaging that the market is being flooded with, improve recycling and get taxpayer relief. Um, And we're also supporting the Bigger Better Bottle Bill, which will modernize New York's existing container deposit system um, by raising the deposit to 10 cents and also expanding the types of containers that are covered under the law. Now, I understand the general idea behind extended producer responsibility is, you know, to make, first of all, the producers more financially responsible for the waste that they produce, um, but also to reduce the amount of waste. Now, there seems to be a whole bunch of different bills. The the governor, once again, put something in the budget. Uh, Senator Harcum, New Jersey Center Finance Committee or Environmental Committee, has a bill in. And then Senator May has a bill that a lot of the groups like Beyond Plastics. What's sort of the difference between the bills and, and how are the legislators and the governor trying to negotiate their differences? So all three of those bills um, would get taxpayer relief, would do what conventional EPR does, which is get consumer brands and product makers to pay for the end of life waste management of their packaging, um, recycling, disposal and incineration, which is what consumers are currently for. But the biggest difference is in how far these bills go to actually reduce packaging that is not recyclable, packaging that is ending up in landfills and incinerators, um, particularly single-use plastic packaging, how far these bills go, go to improve recycling, and how far they go in terms of the way that the law is set up um, Some extended producer responsibility programs put consumer brands in charge. We see that as putting, uh, similar to putting like fossil fuel companies in charge of emissions reductions. So we want strong transparency um, and strong enforcement. Now we're supporting Governor uh, uh, Senator May and Senator Harcum's extended producer responsibility bills. We want to keep extended producer responsibility out of the budget. Um, We want the Senate to combine the best aspects of these two Senate bills and then introduce work with the Assembly to introduce the same as bill and pass it in the legislative session. Now, I understand one of the issues that have been somewhat fought over, not sure if it's in these bills, is that, you know, some of the waste industry has been promoting this concept of chemical recycling. Is that a good idea? Um, Absolutely not. (laughs) And thanks for bringing it up because this is a contentious issue um, that we're seeing play out nationally. So we know that recycling for plastics doesn't work. Um, The plastics recycling rate in the U.S. is at 5% and it's never worked to um, reduce the use of new plastics that are made from fossil fuels. Now the 
American Chemistry Council is, is coming out with basically plastics recycling 2.0. They're calling it chemical recycling or advanced recycling. We call it false recycling because what it does is it, it's a technology or a suite of technologies that turn plastic into fuel to be burned. It's not turning plastic into new plastic. Um, it's not recycling in any sense of the word. We see it as incineration and a threat to environmental justice and also a threat to undermine our efforts to actually get single-use plastics out of packaging. So Senator Mays and Senator Harcum's extended producer responsibility pro proposals are very strong on saying that chemical recycling or false recycling would not count towards recycling goals. Um, and we want to keep it that way. Now, you also mentioned earlier on the... Uh what we used to call the Bigger Better Model Bill. And that was, you know, started 40 years ago. Um, and I mean, I actually had a hand in starting it. But th th that seems to be in very effective uh, in, in reducing waste and increasing recycling. I mean, 40 years has gone by. Well, why is there, I guess, resistance to actually, you know, upgrading it 40 years later to reflect both you know, what nickel is worth, you know, 40 years later, but but also how the, the market has changed in, in terms of some of the bottles and how, you know, you, you see pretty prevalent at the stores. Well, the resistance really is coming from consumer brands. Um, the beverage when, when, you, when you say consumer brand, what do you mean by that? I mean, the beverage makers, Coke, Pepsi, um, they don't want to pay for the program. They don't want to pay for the deposit program. And Nationally, no new bottle bill program has passed in decades. Um, there's 40 states that don't have bottle bills, even though they're extremely effective at reducing roadside litter and improving recycling rates. Um, so in New York, we regulate the, we determine which bottles um, must be covered by the liquid that's in it and not by the actual material. So Coke and Pepsi, if they're making, um, a tea versus a carbonated beverage, and it's in the same exact packaging, the tea is not covered um, while the carbonated beverage is. So this doesn't make any sense. We need to um, modernize the bottle bill so that it's covering the material by type and not by the liquid inside. We're asking to expand it to include wine, liquor, nips, juice, uh, kombucha, and um, most containers that aren't currently covered. And then the deposit has not been raised since the 80s. Um, if it had kept up with inflation, I think it would be at about 25 cents at this point. So a 10 cent deposit is a very modest increase, and but it would get us to a 90% redemption rate. We've seen it in other states that have a 10 cent deposit. And not only that, it would double the income for canners, especially those canners in New York City. And these are workers who are doing an environmental service by collecting bottles for redemption, and they're doing it as their income. And so they deserve a raise, and it just makes sense to modernize the bottle bill. So on, on Wednesday, February 15th, the day starts, people can come in on 711A at 9.30 in the LOB, and then 10.30 is a press conference. And the so-called million-dollar staircase and, and the Capitol and then, then lobby visits. Is there still time? Can people just show up, show up at the press conference? If they show up, can they join a lobby team? Sure. So people can email me, alexisgoldsmith at bennington.edu, 
or look up beyondplastics.org, email us through our website if you want to join. Um, you can also join us at room 711A in the Legislative Office Building at 930 on Wednesday if you want to join the lobby day and we'll, we'll split you up with teams. The meetings are going to go 11 till 3. Um, and there's just a couple other things I want to say while we still have time. So listeners might be familiar with the um, climate law scoping plan that was finalized in December. This is the Climate Action Council's plan for how New York State will meet its um, mandates in the climate law for emissions reductions and environmental justice. And that scoping plan says explicitly phase out single-use packaging. And the main legislative mechanism to do that is extended producer responsibility. It says it very clearly in the scoping plan. So extended producer responsibility for packaging is coming to New York State no matter what, but the devil is in the details as to whether we're actually going to reduce greenhouse gas emissions and achieve environmental justice. We need an EPR law that will um, reduce packaging, and both Senator Mays and Senator Harcum's bills call for a 50% reduction in packaging over 10, 12 years and 10 years. Sorry, 10 years and 12 years, respectively. And one last thing, toxics in packaging. So both the Senate bills address toxic chemicals that are found in food packaging and all packaging like phthalates, bisphenols, mercury, cadmium, benzene, toluene. Um, there's a list of 12 chemicals that we need to get out of packaging to protect human health. And it's imperative that we do this because these chemicals are having a negative effect on people and they're endocrine disruptors and mutagens. So I just wanted to say um, that these bills are very strong and we hope the legislature will pass them this session. Well, well thank you very much. Alexis Goldsmith, Beyond Plastic, February 15th, starts 711A930 LOB. This has been Mark Dunley for the Hudson Mohawk Magazine.